I have an encouraging word for you today, and that is you can move from resolution to reality. And today we're going to answer some questions that they can get some pretty sticky in conversations about New Year's resolutions and goal setting. And we're going to answer that for you today so that you are clear by the end. So one of the things that comes up is, you know, should your goal be big and inspiring or should it be realistic and simple? Should you have multiple goals that maybe they interplay or should you just do one goal at a time? We're going to answer this and I'm going to pull from some research. Don't yawn. It's going to promise I'll make it interesting. And we'll also pull from some of my favorite business books and from 30 years of coaching clients to success, including some of the things that I have learned from my clients. So let's do this. You want to transform your life to take care of your body to strengthen your mind, and you want to do it in a way that fits your real lifestyle. Real wellness is for you. I'm Sherry Traxler, a transformation mentor, national speaker, and author, and I'm here to help you unlock your capacity to be, do, and have all you want. Join me every week for the proven principles and the strategies that actually work in your real life. It is so exciting that you are here investing in yourself today Pat yourself on the back. This is where you belong. Welcome to Real Wellness. One of the first questions that comes up is, should you have multiple goals, even if they interplay or not, or should you do one at a time? Should it be something where you have all of these wellness goals of, I want to you know, lose weight. I want to run a marathon. I want to eat healthier. I want to decrease my blood pressure. I've got, you know, I want to drink more water. All these things. Should you just do one thing at a time where, okay, I'm going to just focus on increasing my water. And then once that's down, now I'm going to start working out. And once that's down, now I'm going to, you know, eat more vegetables and then et cetera, et cetera. Well, it's kind of a trick answer. And that is both and. You want multiple goals that interplay, but you definitely want to focus on focus. And let me give you an example with this. So focus, think about a sun versus a laser. When you have the sun, the light energy that comes from the sun, it's diffused. It can burn your skin. I'm a redhead, fair skinned. Yeah, I definitely know it can burn, but it's diffused versus a laser that is concentrated energy that will not only cut through your skin. It'll cut through walls. It'll cut through stuff. You want the power of a laser in your life. You don't want the diffused energy of the sun. The problem is by having that level of laser focus, on one hand, you're thinking, oh my gosh, this is going to take me forever if I'm, you know, one quarter focusing on water, then the next quarter focusing on vegetables. It's going to take me forever to live a wellness, to get a wellness lifestyle into a habit. A couple things happen. One, by focusing, you do speed up how quickly something becomes a habit. But the other thing it does is you can focus on more than one, and especially if they interplay. If you are wanting to increase your water and you are wanting to work out, you can do those things together where, okay, at the end of my workout, now that's a trigger for me to drink more water. You do that for two, three, four weeks. You don't have to do this forever where it's focused just on that just until it becomes a little bit easier. You can't call it a habit until you have been doing it without having to think about it. It's just second nature for a few months. So after two or three weeks, 
drinking water and working out is not a habit. Just be okay with that. But once it gets easier after a few weeks, now you can layer in the next. You've figured out your systems of how you're going to get your water in, how you're going to get your walking or your workouts in. Now let's start meal prepping and adding the vegetables. Now let's start adding some stretching in at the work at the end of the workout. One by one, you begin finding ways to fit these things into your life. And this is all about action goals. And we talked in the last episode about the difference between action goals and outcome goals. Right now, we're talking in terms of action goals, having a focus on one or two actions at a time. Let's flip this script a little bit and talk about the outcome goals. This is where I'm bringing in, oh, I just, I love the book by Jim Collins, Built to Last. And here's what's really fun is the subtitle of his book is successful habits. There's our word, successful habits of visionary companies. Well, visionary companies are made up of what? People. So these concepts often work with you as an individual as well. So in Built to Last, he talks about having a BHAG, a big, hairy, audacious goal. And that is a big, inspiring, motivating goal that the whole company rallies around. All the system rallies around, all the questions that that company asks themselves are around, and it is it is a big inspiration. In your own life, I encourage you to have that with your wellness, is have a big, hairy, audacious outcome goal, something that it, it motivates you, it inspires you, it's something that all of your decision-making rallies around. I've got a client who his big, hairy, audacious goals is he climbs mountains like he's climbed Kilimanjaro. He's he climbs big mountains. And that is BHAGs for him. And all of his life decisions revolves around how he's eating, how he's drinking, how he's training, everything related to that. Other clients, it may not be that. It might be because here's where the realistic comes in is for another client that may just it may not be a big hag. It's not inspiring. It just sounds overwhelming. But for them, maybe it's, I'm going to run a 10K once a quarter. For where they are in life, that is a BHAG for them. So you know you. You need to find that tension, that balance, that both and, to use another Jim Collins phrase, to use a both and of it's both a BHAG, big and inspiring, and it is realistic for where you are in your life right now. It needs to stretch you. It needs to inspire you. It needs to motivate you but not be overwhelming. That's for the goal part, the outcome goal. But what about the actions that you take? We're going to swing what's going to feel like 180 on this, okay? Let me give you first some studies. So back in 2014, there was research study done, and there's a lot of research studies on this. One of the things that came up of why people don't reach their New Year's resolutions is it's unrealistic. They, for some reason, feel like, you know, the reason I didn't reach my goal was it wasn't realistic for where I am in life. But another reason that people sometimes will not reach their goal is they forget about it. And it's like, how can you forget about it? Even if it's a BHAG, how do you forget about it? Well, let's talk about your actions. And this is that 180 from a BHAG is what I call a micro commitment. I learned this. This is what's so fun was over, well over 20 years ago, I learned this from a client. I was in a fitness center working. That's where I was. And this client was sitting in the lobby knitting. 
And I went up to her and was joking with her. And I was like, you know, you do know the fitness equipment's over there. And she looked at me just so tired. You've had those days, you know, you're just, you're haggard at the end of the day. And she looked at me and she's like, I'm exhausted. I, it is not happening today. Pause. But it's my day to be here. So I'm here. Blew my mind. Absolutely blew my mind. I said, when you have more energy, we need to talk because you are on to something. And she understood that it keeps it top of mind when she has this micro commitment. She doesn't forget about it because you've probably experienced this where you have an activity, you have a goal, you have an action, and you're treating it as all or none. I have done that in different goals in my life. You're treating it as all or none. And if you don't get all of it done one day, and you know you can't, so you're like, oh, well, forget it. I won't do it. I'll do it tomorrow. And then tomorrow something comes up that you can't do all of it, so you don't do any of it. And this happens several days in a row. Eventually, after a few days or a week or two of that, you have even forgotten that it was ever on your list. And by her coming into the fitness center, even on the days that she didn't work out, it kept it top of mind. Another benefit to having a micro commitment is that some is always better than none. And this was a breakthrough for a gentleman who was in an audience. I was speaking to a business at a business event on wellness. He, I didn't know he was in the audience. I talk about a micro commitment, talk about the benefits, talk about examples of it, which is what I'll share with you in a few minutes of what some examples would be. Two years later, he comes up to me at, a, at an event, a different business event, and he said, you don't know me, but I was in the audience two years ago at such and such, and you talked about that some is always better than none. I had always been an on-again exerciser. I have a treadmill in my house, but I had this thought of if I can't do 30 minutes, I'm not going to do any of it. And so I would go for weeks and not do anything. He said, however, once you taught me that some is always better than none, that have a micro commitment, he's like, my commitment is I'm going to get on that treadmill every day, period. And he said, some mornings when I would wake up late or I would have an early meeting, it might only be for five minutes. Other days then, because it was still on my mind and I didn't forget about it, it would be for 20 minutes or 25 minutes. And eventually then, okay, I've I really enjoy it. So I found ways to make sure I was getting more often the 30 minutes, but I have been consistent for two years because some is always better than none. I was so excited when he shared that with me because it's like, yes, this is what it's all about. A third benefit to micro commitment is it builds your confidence. And we're going to go deeper into confidence in a later episode, but we touched on a version of confidence in the last episode talking about action versus identity. When you, uh, let's say that you're wanting to train for a 10K and you put on your walking shoes and walk to the mailbox every day as your micro commitment, is that going to get you ready for a 10K? No, probably not. But it's building your confidence that you are a person who consistently exercises. And then it is easier for you to do your training runs and your training walks because you see yourself that way. Changing your identity, building your confidence is a huge benefit to a micro commitment. And then fourth, this one's really nice because it decreases the pain of change. Let's say that you're somebody who walks two miles a day already and you're wanting to train for your first marathon. It's doable. It's a BHAG that's doable, but it's it's still a big jump. 
However, if that micro commitment is I'm going to jog in part of all of my walks, it's just, you know, it doesn't have to be the whole mile. It just I'm going to start throwing that in there no matter what, even if I don't feel like doing or don't have time for all of my training today on just my regular little mile or two walk, I'm going to throw a little bit of jogging in. That is going to decrease the pain of change of becoming somebody who does a distance with a lot of it being running. So let's recap. Number one, you want to have a big, hairy, audacious goal that is realistic for where you are in life. Number two, you want to have action goals that are focused, meaning just pick one or two to start with, do those for two or three weeks, and then as it becomes easier, and depending on the goal, maybe it gets easier in one week, but as it gets easier, you get the systems figured out in your life, then you can layer on the next. And then third is you want to have a minimal commitment, a micro commitment around the focused actions. You don't want to have too many goals. That's one of the reasons in that 2014 study that people fell off of their resolutions was they had too many. So make sure your actions are focused. Make sure that you don't forget about it because you have a micro commitment and make sure that it's realistic because if it's unrealistic, that's a reason people fell off. But you want it to be inspiring. So a BHAG, a realistic BHAG, focused actions and a micro commitment on those actions. I am so glad that you are taking your resolutions to reality. I'm so glad that you have joined me for this today. Let me know and you email me if you want to, sherry at com. DM me on social media platforms of what your goal is, what your big, hairy, audacious goal is. Because I would love on these episodes upcoming where I'm helping you create a reality from your resolutions to use some of your examples and to use to give you some specific ideas based on what your big, hairy, audacious goal is. So shoot that to me. Let me know what it is. Thank you for being here. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for rating and reviewing because that helps us get this motivation out to more people. And let's turn your resolution into reality. Thank you for joining me and investing in yourself today. Who else do you know who needs to hear this? Share this episode with a friend. And until next time, Find your path to real wellness and fulfill your potential.